This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows the best place to write things you need to remember is on top of a cookie, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I could not have been the only one who said, Steve, run, do not trust this woman. (laughs) Yeah. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, I was debating about putting something referencing the cookie or referencing uh, the Steve Prayer Fan Club on my introduction to you. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely thinking. Hashtag recipes biscuit. (laughs) We have not forgotten poor biscuit. We have not. uh, As soon as that happens, like, oh, man, I feel so sorry for that dog. So, Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast, last year thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first episode of the second season of yellow jackets titled friends romans countrymen on showtime if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level when you join up. We'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free, so it doesn't matter if you're coming in as low as the $3 level or as high as the $20 level. Any level of support that you give to us here on the Main Attraction Podcast will get you the show ad-free. All you have to do is sign up through the Patreon app, and you will get it over there on Patreon ad-free. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out, though, by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show in any way, uh, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. You can send us any thoughts you have, any questions, any concerns, anything that you would just like to, any feedback you would like to give. We would love to hear all those things over at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, this is the second season of Yellow Jackets. Uh, the first season started. If you have the app, then it started on Friday. If you don't have the app and you're just watching it on Showtime, you, you're actually having to, you don't even have it yet as we are recording this because they are, they're releasing it. The, the schedule release is always weird because they kept kind of like broadcasting two premiere dates. They kept broadcasting the 24th. But they're also broadcasting the 26th. I found out the 26th is like if you have Showtime on your cable package, you're getting it tonight right so i would think you would go ahead and watch it when you got on the app i don't know i don't know, I don't know how it is so, so uh anyway so let's go ahead and get into this uh this is the first season this first episode of the second season uh just general thoughts on what you saw before we get into details it, i know we we have said this multiple times about these shows that are returning that we love this is another one yeah it felt so good to be with these crazy girls stuck oh, yeah. in the woods like when they immediately showed them and i was just like oh yes we're back we're back baby and then every time one of the the adults would show up you know especially like juliet lewis or uh christina ricci i was like oh yeah oh yeah there they are you know i just it just felt good there's you know we talked about this in our last episode 
and there are a couple of plot points in this that I'm sure we'll discuss that I'm like, man, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but I, but we talked about this last time. They did this in the first season, and they pull it off. So you do have to pull back the suspension of disbelief a little bit. Yes, you do. Because uh, some of this stuff's kind of crazy, but uh, I, I have all all faith that they'll pull it off. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't have any. I, I don't have any question about that. I really feel like they figured out what they were doing in the first step in the first season. They've tweaked some things. I, obviously, I think there are some noticeable tweaks. They're not really calling it 2021 anymore. They're just calling it present day. I think because yeah. there were some time things that they kind of had to. Mm-hmm. They had kind of deal with. They. I don't. I don't think they like the fact they had to get that specific last year. Uh, so they're just calling this present day for all the the current characters. Uh, but in terms of just the vibe of the first season i think they're very much right back on track with what they had in season one now i was sitting there watching this and i tweeted this out after i watched the 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 recap because it's a pretty long recap of the first season which makes sense because you're having to get everybody caught back up on what happened at at the end of season one but one of the things i remember thinking about when i was watching this like my gosh there's a lot that goes on in this show and just some absolutely crazy stuff takes place mm-hmm. in that first season and the fact that they did pull it off so well is a testament to the people who are creating the show because they they really swung hard in that first season and i just forgot and i forgot just how hard they swung until you see it back all on screen in this you know three minute recap that you're getting yeah you're right about that and like we you know mentioned man for the most part they pulled it off yeah, they really did. well mm-hmm. i mean this show you know really has a nice following um People are as exci- almost as excited as they are about Succession, you know, the right. return of this. Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. There's just people who were locked in and, and keyed in on it last mm-hmm. year. I think they're, I think they yeah. may be as excited about this as they are uh, about Succession. I think that is very much the case. So, uh, But, yeah, like I said, it's just it, – it, and that's kind of – one of the things I did realize when I was watching this episode – because last year when I watched this, I basically binged the entire thing in a week. I watched about two or three episodes in a week, in a day, and got done with it in a week. And then we decided to talk about it after I finished watching it, and we and I brought it up here on the show after you had already brought it up. So I wasn't watching it, you know, in the with the intention of talking about it, reviewing it on our show. Uh, and it's a very different watch when you're doing it in this manner because I'm sitting there thinking, like, wow, I did, I forgot just how much there is to talk about because there is going to be quite a bit that we need to talk right. about in, from episode to episode. And it's a little bit daunting, but I think the way we're going to do this, we're not going to try to, like, go chronologically. I think that's a mistake on this show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it by some of the characters. And I think the five characters okay. we're going to focus on, let's focus on Lottie first. Then we'll do Shauna, Misty, Taisa, and Nat, and we'll finish up with her. Uh, now, obviously, there's, okay. there's going to be some intersection between those five characters. Obviously, that there's just no way that uh, we can do that, but I think that's a good place to start. So let's start with Lottie, because this is the first time that we have seen yeah. the adult Lottie, and the person who plays her is Simone, Simone Kessel. Kessel. I know the name. I know the face when I saw it, but I could not place her what else has she been well, you know? the last the last we saw her was she was in obi-wan for a couple episodes she was uh leia's uh mother oh okay okay yeah that's right or, I, I guess and 
Yeah, or adopted, really mother. adopted mother. Adopted what, mother, yeah. yeah adopted yeah. mother was what it, yeah. she would be. So, Okay, yeah, I knew, like I said, I knew I, I recognized her from somewhere, but I wasn't exactly sure. But yeah. but this is the first time we meet the adult version of Lottie. And just as we suspected at the end of season one, she is running a cult and there is no question yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, not, it's not even up for debate at this point that she is running a cult. No. Uh, the, all of her followers basically wear this different shades of purple. They don't have to have a uniform, but they all apparently have to have some different shade of purple that they have to wear throughout their entire time. And I think, if I remember correctly, when they captured Nat at the end of last year, they were in purple, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So uh, they, they are bringing that over from last year. But obviously some really poignant things that she's saying. But the thing that I noticed the most was the setting. Do you think this is going to end up being? Yes. The, okay. Yes. The, 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 the original, is, the original campground compound or wherever they're at. Yeah, yeah. where they got stranded. Where, where, where they were lost. Where yeah. they got stranded. Yeah. I, I knew where you were going, and I was going to say yes. I have a feeling she went right back there because that's where she felt yeah. most mm-hmm. in the home. You know, she where she felt most in power. I mean. Yes, and she became a healer or whatever she whatever is. Whatever she there. is, exactly. Uh, and yeah, so that's, that was kind of one of the first things I noticed. Like, this looks eerily familiar to yeah. the, the place that, you know, they were trapped for 19 months or however long it ended up being. But that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, they're in the wilderness. There's this lake behind them. I'm kind of thinking that they're she's back in the place where she went through all this mess back in 1996 so uh so you're on the you're on the same page with me but we also get a new little time frame here we get 1998 because uh i think it was shortly after this uh session that we first meet Mm -hmm. uh lottie adult lottie we get 1998 we get a flashback to a press conference to the girls being uh transported onto a plane as they're getting taken home uh and they do have they're very smart obviously really we see, good we see some of the characters that we expected to see we see misty we see shauna uh we see lottie and lottie has this primal scream afterwards but yeah most of them have their heads covered so we still don't know who has yeah. and who hasn't made it out and i thought that was just really brilliant on their part i thought that was too because they really did a good job of hiding them but after this and this is just kind of informs us on where what Lottie has gone through because you can see just the trauma on all of these girls' faces because yeah. they they know what has happened even though even though they've given us a glimpse we still don't know what all has happened but that we've gotten yeah. glimpses so far we obviously know that at least one girl was eaten but we don't know if there was any more um, but we get we get some glimpses of some real trauma on their faces and Lottie apparently has kind of gone comatose for like she's yeah she's walking around but she's not saying anything she's mute she's she's basically non-responsive and so her parents send her off to a psych ward where they do what looks like electroshock therapy which I've never understood yeah. to be perfectly honest with you uh, but they go through that and look and this is obviously <laughs> putting her on the path to where she is. And now here's, I think one of the things that's going to be important. I think most people maybe, uh, and you can talk about this. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was thinking most people probably thought this, that Lottie was going to kind of be the villain of this show. And from what I have read from the people who are making the show, she might end up being the villain, but she is not like just this purely evil villain. What were your thoughts coming into this? Uh, I can definitely see that, especially after this. You know, just the way she treats everyone, she right. makes everyone feel comfortable. She makes them feel better, uh, especially you see in '96. Now, the stuff she's doing 
today looks a little weird. Right, exactly. Uh, but who's not to find out that these are cancer patients? I mean, right. there's no telling what we're going to find out, you know, is going on here. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think what we're go- what's going to end up happening is Shauna is going to end up being the biggest villain in both storylines. I can see that coming. I can see that being the case because, but I, I can see... Look, I could see all of them end up being the villain of this. Well, thing. yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, Misty, especially. <laughs> we'll talk about her in a little bit. But uh, well, she's she's her own little uh, villain. <laughs> yeah, she she's one. She has her own little space that we'll talk about in just a second. But like I said, this is the introduction to the adult version of her, and it is a. It just goes to show, just you know, if you are searching for something. She was able to provide this for the people, basically back in 96, this comfort, this reassurance, because she is very particular in 96 and in the when we get to the end of this episode, in the present day, she's saying the things that people want to hear. Now, it may not be the things mm-hmm. they need to hear, but she's very good about right. saying the things that people want to hear, and that is one of the things that is going to allow her to accumulate power both in 96 and in the real, in the present day world. Whether or not there's anything to this, I don't know. That's kind of the question that we can, we're going to kind of come back to, that we right. kind of talked about last year. Is there something supernatural going on, or is this just unreliable narrators? What, what, do, we, what do you think in that, in that regard? Man, I don't know. They, they do a good job of making me think it could go either way, because I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, Javi is alive. Yeah, after okay. she said after she said Javi's alive, I'm like, well, he's alive, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because every time he has said she has said something, that has turned out to be true. So Javi's alive. I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to say with this, and I don't know. You know, if I remember last year, the creators still kept that mystery of like they. I don't know if they'll ever fully tell us so yeah i think i think we'll, i don't think we'll ever know for sure but it kind of feels that way that there's some um you know mystical stuff in the realm yeah i think so too and if i'm sorry if y'all hear my dog barking in the background he's he's barking at something so uh anyway uh he's he's, he's still upset about biscuit too right. i understand he's, he's upset about biscuit as well so uh anyway he's like steve run <laughs> Yes, he wants Steve to get away. I would never leave my dog. Uh, but anyway, do we want to talk about the end with? Uh, let's yeah. let's hold off the let's hold off on the Lottie stuff at the end until we get to Nat. How about okay. that? All right. Uh, so that takes us to Shauna. Shauna is obviously. I think we get learned the most about where mm-hmm. Shauna is in present day, based off of what we see in this episode for the first time. Because obviously, there's she had a difficult time, and we don't really we don't get the. We don't get the fallout from the decision and the fight that happens between Shauna and Jackie at the end of episode at the end of season one. We don't get the fallout from that until this season. So, but we kind of see in this first episode of this second season just how that is informing where Shauna is in her life in the present day. Also, the movie Weekend at Bernie's had really influenced her. That's obvious. <laughs> it did. Uh, which I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. So. I wasn't really sure if they were going to bring... I thought Ella Purnell would, might come back in flashbacks. Yeah. I thought we I might that's... see her some... I didn't expect her to see her like this. I'll just be perfectly honest. I didn't either. And I really like it. One, we both love Ella Purnell. We yeah. really talked a lot about her. I think she's she is something very special. I, I was looking at her IMDb. She's a lot you know, coming up. Right, she is. Uh, I, I really think... I would not be shocked if we start seeing her, now that we know she's deceased, that she's still... Uh, with Shauna in present day, either like you know, uh, like making her? Appear- 
Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to see her in both. I think we're going to, we're not going to get a lot of her. We may get her once episode, but uh, there could be another episode. Well, I take that back. I think there's going to be, we're going to see her from time to time. And I, I'm telling you, I'm predicting it now. She's going to show up in present day, still hauling Shauna. Well, she did that a little bit last season, if you remember, when she was, when they had the, the brunch with her parents. That's right. She did it That's there too. Right. So. Well, and also she thought she saw her and ended up being her daughter. Right. Mm. So, like I said, this is, like I said, I wasn't expecting the, her to be in the show like this, uh, but it's a really great way it. to use her. And one thing I do think is very interesting, because you mentioned that about Javi, you said, you know, he's he's alive. I tend to think so as well, but I read, I was reading some recaps and some reviews on this first episode, and somebody brought something really interesting. The actor who plays Javi, he has been sharing nonstop about the upcoming season of Yellow Jackets season two. He's been sharing, posting about it quite yeah. a bit. Ella Purnell has shared nothing about it. And so this review that I was reading, I can't remember which which one it was on, but they said, you know, they they wonder if they were if the if the creators of the show got these two actors to do kind of a bait and switch in which Ella Purnell does nothing and her character actually shows up and Javi's character isn't there and they got hit to just kind of like make people uh throw people I off could, the scene a little bit i i, I could definitely see that that make, that makes a lot of sense uh, i want to mention something else about shauna and the um oh we find out about the journal yeah so mm-hmm. remember that was a big thing in season one people were like well there's all this stuff right. from years you know years later right. and and jackie's journal she was dead there we go we see her you know writing in the journal right. two months later and so yeah so we, we now get why there's all this different stuff that happened after jackie died in the journal yeah and the the producers and the writers had said basically that was the case in, yeah in the last season but now we're actually getting visual confirmation of it from the show itself well, now they're like okay let's go let's add a scene for <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel for them, man. Yeah, They're yeah. under attack, man. Everything's like, you know, people are reading in this yeah, and trying to find every clue. So they have to be on their toes. Yeah, I don't think they... I- I don't think they're going to make the mistake that the Westworld people made in which they got upset that, that Reddit yeah. was figuring all this stuff out. Because that's mm-hmm. what screwed up Westworld when they did Westworld. Is the, the creators of the show got really mad that people were figuring the show out and were sharing it online right. and all this type of stuff. I don't think they're going to make that And that show mistake. ended up sucking. Yeah, it really did. It, it was not great, to say the least. So, But... Uh, like I said, I, I think they're not going to make that same mistake. I don't think they're going to be too worried about if people are figuring this stuff out. Uh, and it looked if people figure it out, kudos to them because this is a it's a weird show to try to figure out. Seriously, man, how do you figure it out? Uh, but like I said, so we get this. Basically, she is struggling with the fact that, and she has, she has good reason to. She's struggling with the fact oh, that yeah. that j- the way that Jackie ends up dying is because of a fight that she had with Shauna, and she ends up sleeping outside. It snows and she freezes to death. And you know, like I said, it makes sense that this is that she's struggling with this but it also informs us because you know if you flash back to the end we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about this real quick um we're going to talk a lot more about shauna here though if you flash we go to that very ending scene when she's got the ear after the ear has fallen off after when she was having this you know this haunting that she had this haunting session i don't really know what else to call it she eats the ear and look i'll be real honest with you when i came into this season i was like I didn't think we would get... I, I thought this might be how the cannibalism starts, where you right. take a, a character who is already dead, and they say, look, there's nothing else There's nothing else they can do. You know, they don't. They wouldn't want us to die, so we'll just go ahead and eat mm-hmm. this person. That's the way I thought it was going to go. So that's kind of well, that, what... And, 
Go ahead. And that's what happens in the movie Alive, which yeah, is a exactly. true story as well. Right. So that's kind of why I thought, and, the, and from what I understand, the creators of the show were very influenced by the the movie, the, the story of the people yeah. who survived in Alive. Uh, so that's kind of what I thought was going to be the case. I thought they'll just like eat somebody who has already died because they don't have any other food to, to go to. They don't have any other sustenance. But I thought that would happen like, so that's kind of what is happening here, but... This is more of a symbolic eating than anything else. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think they're trying to be how close she's still trying to feel close to her. Well, I think what it is is they are what they're trying to show here is at this moment. This is the moment when and there's a I didn't even watch it notice until the second watch through. Like they say, the girls down below say dinner's ready, and then she chomps that here down. I didn't yeah. notice that on the first going. Uh, but I think what they're really trying to say on this is she is so racked with guilt. I mean, because even when they're playing that mm-hmm. that little game, I can't remember what the mash or mesh or whatever it's called. Right. When they're playing that game, like Shauna is basically taking on a lot of what would have been Jackie's life, and I think this is basically mm-hmm. at the point where Jackie is where Shauna is saying. I'm going to basically all of Jackie's hopes and dreams. I'm going to consume those. Those are going to mean that's by her eating this ear. She says, I am consuming her life as my own. And I'm going to try to live out Jackie's life for her since she never got to. This is why she's writing in the journals. This is why she's, she like said, why she eats the ears because she just wants every part of Jackie to be a part of her now. And that's why she ends up marrying Jeff because they were, even Mm -hmm. though they were going to have a baby at some point, even though Jeff didn't know it. Um, they were going, like I said, this is why she ends up marrying Jeff. This is why she just goes and has uh, brunch with her parents every year. I think that's the real symbolism behind this. Uh, just what are your thoughts? I think you're right. I think you're 100% right on that, yeah. And like I said, now, I don't know if Shauna is the one who continues to go down the the cannibalism road first and she brings other people along with her. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. But like I said, I wasn't expecting our first bit of little taste of cannibalism i hate to use that as a pun but a little yeah. taste of cannibalism <laughs> here i can't the- hear you i'm sorry what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, i wasn't expecting it in the first episode i thought it'd be towards the end of the, of the season yeah. i personally thought so and every time there's cannibalism i think oh coach ben you poor guy yeah i know because you feel like it's coming for him you yeah. really do so his uh, days are numbered <laughs> they really are uh but in the present day shauna shauna's She's still, oh wow! She's still struggling. Her and Jeff, look, they are great together. I love mm-hmm. their relationship. It was very toxic in the first season, but this this season, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, and like we mentioned, you know, if you go back and watch, the toxicity was only on one side. It was, it Jeff was. loved his wife. <laughs> we didn't know he was that. Trying to, he didn't, you know. They made it look like he was just a bad person. He he just made some bad financial mistakes yeah, and, and did some stupid stuff. But he was trying to – and he was too embarrassed to tell his wife because right. he loved her that much and wants to provide for her. And uh, he's back to where he is. And, and he has a little swagger in his step, he man. He's, he's, sell, he's, selling, he's selling furniture. He, he's in a good spot, at least. At least the until dad jokes are coming off well. I mean, come are. on, man. Just, justice for Jeff. Jeff – 
has turned into one of the better characters. Yes. Like, he was the most hated for eight episodes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when the realization that he's not doing all these horrible things, yeah. look, let's, he, he was doing a horrible person by, like, blackmailing his right. wife and her friends, but, right, right, right. Uh, but you know, he wasn't cheating on his wife. He wasn't doing all this type no. terrible stuff that she thought he was doing, and he ends up being one of the better characters on, on the entire season. Yeah, he really is. Uh, but, you know, when we first meet President Day, Shauna, she's in the basement with, with Misty, uh, they're going through, you know, oh, a God, that was so funny. police interrogation. And Misty is just all into it. I love Misty. We'll talk about her in a little bit. But, oh. uh, uh, and that's, and she is just, that's where we get the line about the cookie because she has, I want to talk to my, I want to talk to my lawyer written on a cookie of all things. Uh, oh but, my God. but you can see that obviously Shauna is still making some mistakes. She it's quite apparent, even though, and they confirm it later on, she kept the journals. She kept his license. She kept his money clips. She kept all these souvenirs from, from Adam, who was her boyfriend in the previous season that they ended up killing. And she's making all these mistakes. And, now they've got to kind of go deal with it because when she goes and looks at his keys, she sees that art studio key and she's like, you know, there could be something there. And look, these are not criminal masterminds. They are terrible at this. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> Why didn't she talk to Misty about this stuff? I know. Tell me about it because Misty would have Misty could have, she would have snuck in, burned that place down. Right, exactly. Or uh, something, you know, not to mention uh, Jeff and Shauna, you left a little DNA on the scene. Yeah, you leave some DNA on the scene. Plus, I mean, you're going in not disguised at all. I mean, there no. you, you, don't, you don't have hoods on, you don't have caps on, you got nothing to, to conceal your identity. Plus, like, they can't just, they do make the smart decision. They can't just take all that stuff out of there because people will right. see them. But, like, if you're just smearing the face of the person that, like, the stalker-esque type paintings, if you just yeah. smear the face, police are probably going to say, I bet that's the person who killed him. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, they're not just real brilliant about all this. Uh, even when they try to dispose of all the evidence, when they put all the journals and the license, the license isn't going to burn that well. It's just not. No. <laughs> Everything else burns really well. And the license, just a little picture of Adam is still there. And, and that leads us to uh, Shauna's daughter, well, Callie. Go ahead. Also, those hot dogs would have been so disgusting oh, been after the toxic <laughs> burning that they're doing. And oh, almost like they're lit like their tree on fire. So they're like, oh, they're just that was so awful. funny. Yeah, yeah uh, this is the stuff that when you're watching this, they're like, okay, what are they doing? This is dumb. There's no, <laughs> but you know, these writers are are going to write this out, and it's going to involve Misty, yeah. and we're all everything's going to be like, of course they they know what they're doing on this well, because. Another show, you would be like, if you're watching a CBS show, you'd be like, this is stupid. This right. isn't realistic. Well, but, it, it is. That's what. It, that's the thing, though. It is, it is realistic because these people aren't hardened criminals. These aren't. Well, that's true. So this they, is how people get caught. Yeah. yeah. So they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to dispose of body. They don't know. They don't know how to get rid of evidence. I mean, this is this isn't something that they normally Wear do. Gloves. Yeah. So, like I said, these aren't things that they are thinking of because this hasn't been what they've been doing their entire and life. And they don't. And they don't discuss with their uh, their uh, criminal mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Misty, yes. she could have given some real advice here. Yes, she could. Have. She could have given them some great advice. But that takes us to Callie, and Callie is still awful. I mean, oh, horrible. The, we, the worst character of the show. She is, and like I said, it would be one thing if like she was like 
if she was like close to her mother at one, like when we first met her and then when she yeah. finds out about her and Adam, like that's what turns her cold. But she is just awful to her mother and to Jeff from she the get go. Yeah. Uh, she was a little bit nicer to Jeff, but now it seems that even though now that Jeff knows, now that she's aware that Jeff knows, she doesn't like him either anymore. Well, I think she's disappointed in Jeff that he's forgiven the wife. Right. I think you're right. I think you're correct about that. Uh, but like, so she goes and finds the license in that burnt ash. I, I don't know what she plans. That on scares doing. me. Yeah, I know. I don't know what she plans to do. But like, why are you trying? She needs to, to be careful. She does. Because Misty will gut her. <laughs> yes, she will. I, mean, I don't understand what what is she trying to come? Does she want her mother to get thrown in jail? I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't figure that out either. I know. It kind of feels that way. It does. It feels very much that way. So uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. But like I said, Shauna and Jeff are are great. I love Jeff. I, I don't know yes. where they're going with all these characters. Shauna is kind of like our lead character is for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we talk about this woman. I think this is about the fourth thing we've seen. Melanie Linsky may be our best actor out there. Yeah, she's really, really good. I mean, she she is so good. Yeah, because she, she plays these. Because she this is such a complex character. You know, she has to be this, this mother. She has to be this conniving person as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And look, you have to give a lot of credit to uh, what's her name, the what girl who plays the teenage version, Sophie uh, Nelise. Sophie Nelise. She is so good too. It looks just like her. Yeah, she really does. And like I said, one of the things that is so important that she has to be able to she has to give the performance that informs the adult version that's really the case for all the teen and adult yeah, actors yeah. but nevertheless it really is important yeah. for her character more so and than Warren Cole Warren Cole is Jeff we need to just shout his name Warren Cole man this is a character that if it was not a such great fun charismatic actor this he could still be hated but you can't help but love Jeff I know yeah you, you can't help but love him he's, he's just fantastic so all right, uh, shall we go on to Misty? Let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this brings us to Misty, who is played wonderfully by Christina Ricci and by Samantha Hanratty as the teen version. We don't get a whole lot of the teen version of Misty in this. Yeah. We do get some. Obviously, the teen version in 1996 is still struggling with the Things not going good after the drug. <laughs> yeah, after the drugging, she's she's still struggling after she basically drugged the entire team. They don't let her cook, obviously. Uh, and obviously. They, they don't trust her, obviously. Uh, but she kind of she forms a little bit of a bond with this crystal that was her name is it crystal yes crystal which we got three new characters mm -hmm. they finally from uh from the other teammates which we've talked about they're gonna right. start showing up and it was crystal who is very annoying we she's always going to be on the chopping block to get killed right uh and it was let me see jen I wrote their names down. I was right looking now. for IMDb and I couldn't find. It. They didn't put the, the the new kids on here it's for whatever reason. Crystal, Melissa, and Jen. Melissa, yeah, you're right. And they don't have any. Jen of was in the first season. She just said other Yellow Jacket players, right. something like that. I think. That, um, I think. But, 
one other one. I think the other one was too, I think. Okay. So, but yeah, so now we have Crystal, Melissa, and Jen, which we've got to think one of them's going to be the, the, the girl that's being sacrificed at the end. Yeah. I would think so too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Crystal because I'm pretty sure that girl was yeah, white. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right on that. But Crystal, you know, her being annoying, her friending Misty. Probably not the best ideas. No, probably not. But uh, who knows? Maybe it'll, who knows? It may yeah. have to buy her some more time if, with Misty being the way that she is. But like that's says, a good point. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of Misty in 1996, but we do get quite a bit of her here in and, the present day. Go ahead. And I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to their uh, singing together. Yes. Oh, I, I I cannot wait. I was listening. Did you listen to the Prestige podcast on this? Episode? I did. I did. Because yeah. the. It, cause the the creators were they did an interview with the creators on it and one of them said that there's going if you like musicals there's going to be something you like later on down down yeah. the line so i can't wait to see what they're doing with that what they're hinting at with that so uh but like i said we don't get a lot of the team version but we do get quite a bit of her in the present day present day after she has done this interrogation segment with with shauna she goes and because she, she feels like she says that she says i feel like we missed something and the thing that they missed was the art studio but she mm-hmm. goes to her citizen detective website, which is basically just a Reddit Reddit ripoff, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes and she finds this one user and she starts reading it. But then the voice of the person who is actually the Reddit user takes over, and it's our good friend Frodo, <laughs> Elijah yes. Wood. Uh, it was his I voice. I can't wait. I know. To I can't see wait these either. two together. But I'm really I I, I fear for Frodo. <laughs> yeah, he he his uh he. Could be some short lived. Yeah, it could be. I, I, this may be the only season that we get Elijah Wood. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. And his name was something like Sick for Forensics. Yeah, Sick for Forensics. Sick for Forensics. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was something along those lines. His name was was it Warren? Warren? I think it was Warren. I think I can't remember. Walter. Walter. Yeah, it was Walter. Uh, but so he. This is his voice. So if you were watching the show and you're like, whose voice is that? Whose voice is that? It is Elijah Woods. They have they they announced earlier in uh, during 2022 that he was going to be added to uh, this season and he was going to be a citizen detective and he's in the the previews and the trailers show us. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. we've seen him and Misty together, so we kind of knew that this was coming. But nevertheless, like I said, it still it got the, me excited. The matchup we've been wanting it is. It is very much the matchup we have been wanting because two child actors who mm-hmm. made their who got famous as children for portraying certain roles, and now seeing them, you know, thirty years later, it's just fantastic. I cannot wait to see. Yeah, what they do. Well, I'm trying to remember. Were they anything together before? I don't think so. I could be wrong about that. I don't think they were. You'll have to look that up. So, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of anything either. So, uh, But that's who's the voice you heard. And like I said, so this is obviously something that she has to take care of. But in the meantime, she's got to track down her friend, Nat. Because last time her she saw her. best friend, man. Her yeah, best so friend. Her best friend. Uh, because the last time she saw her, she was in a hotel room. And she goes back to the hotel. And kudos to whoever it was that was playing the 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 front desk clerk at that hotel he, oh, was, he was so good all right so they were in something together they were in 1997's uh angley movie the ice storm okay i didn't know which I didn't is a that. weird weird family uh i actually think they may have been siblings in that movie okay uh, like i said i've never seen it so i'm not i'm not, I'm not familiar with it at all but uh angley made some good films so i wouldn't mind yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, but she cracks him for the information. She's upset initially because she thinks that Nat has basically skipped town on her. She's left. She goes to the room and look, Christina Ricci does this so well. I mean, she just gets oh, overcome with emotions. 
And she says, you know, only babies cry. And she starts crying. But then she starts putting the pieces together. And her citizen detective stuff starts taking over. And she realizes that the door was broken into. That there was new paint. That there was new wood. And that something happened. And this is when she realizes that Nat was didn't just up and leave her. She actually was taken. Uh, and like I said, it's not a whole lot that we get from, from Misty this week. Uh, but we do get enough. We get it's, a, it's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty. It's the it's that just that taste that we need of her because she well, is the, go ahead well as i said the scene with her and the, the desk clerk battle oh, yeah, just just hilarious oh yeah it was discretion crazy. man discretion <laughs> discretion we don't have wi-fi but we do have discretion uh like i said this is that was just a great scene and so she's going to try to track down where nat has gone and my guess is she's going to successfully do it uh so i don't I know. have a feeling too. And that may be how she ends up getting elijah wood off the track of of shauna as she says you know i need help trying to find nat so uh but that takes us to taisa uh taisa has a pretty big role in this episode uh she's mm-hmm. in the previous in the 1996 section of the show she and Van are obviously continuing their relationship. They are literally sleeping tied together to try to keep Taisa from from walking. We still have not met the adult version of Van, uh, who's going to be played by Lauren Ambrose. Uh, we'll see her, I guess, at some Can't point. Can't wait to see her. She is a she was the perfect casting yeah, as adult man. Yeah, she'll be good. So I can't wait to see what they do with that, but. Uh, she's still obviously dealing with just kind of some of the fallout. She is, you know, kind of still reveling in the fact that she was just elected to state senate. Uh, she's got that going on for her. Uh, but the first time that we meet the uh, adult version of of Thaisa, she is buying a new dog. And poor Steve, I was like, oh, everyone who saw this as Not soon as it happened, it was like, you're, you're like, no, you cannot go buy a dog. You can't go buy a dog. And but she is. And I, and I, and I could remember I had to. I was like, oh, God, poor Bingo. And then I remembered, oh, it's Biscuit. It was not Bingo. Yeah, it was Biscuit. Biscuit. Yeah, Biscuit. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oh, no. I think Bingo was in something else we watched. We saw an animal with Bingo. Because I remember I kept saying, rest in peace, Bingo, a couple times. <laughs> something yeah, I don't remember either. But, yeah, it's Biscuit. So we know that she doesn't need a dog, but she's buying a dog for uh, to replace it. They still haven't found Biscuit at this point. The, her her ex-wife has, but she hasn't found Biscuit. Uh and like I said, there was a little bit of ambiguity about how much Tyson knew about what was actually happening when she was sleepwalking. Yeah, and I they, agree. And they really kind of solidify that in this episode. She doesn't know mm-hmm. what's going on. She's not surprised, right. but she is shocked. And that is kind of, it seems like a, a so, contradiction. Let's talk about this for a second. So it sounds like to me, a lot of stress brings on this condition because it kind of felt like it had... It probably stops after ninety eight yeah. until she starts running, and then more stuff with the yellow jackets yeah, comes up. That's kind of the that may be the case. What what it is? It could be stress, or she's off her meds or something. Maybe I don't know. But they, I mean, they, who, who knows? But the, it, it kind of feels like it went away. Yeah, because Taisa is like really like she knows it's ha- had happened, and then she's like almost shocked it's happened. You know? Oh yeah. It, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, and it sounds like. I mean, it really, really sounds like she is uh, just having night terrors. I mean, I don't know if you've ever yeah. had anybody, if you ever known anybody uh, or lived with anybody with night terrors. I, 
I've I've had some. Oh, you've had some. Okay, my brother has. I had him when he was, and he's from what I understand, he doesn't have them as bad, but he still occasionally has them. I mean, night terrors are awful. I mean, they are yeah. because you don't know you're. You look like you're awake. You it, it, everything seems like you're awake. You seem like you, you're in full control, but you're really not. Uh, my, I mean, my brother almost ended up killing me one time when, uh, literally, oh. he almost killed me when uh, he was having a night terror. He ended up beating my mom uh, to a pulp with a with a shower rod. I mean, it's 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 rough stuff when you, when, you, when you have uh, night terror. So, well, I didn't have anything like my brother had something like that where like he was about to get violent. I had some stuff where like. I had these visions that someone was breaking in the house and I jump up and start running and screaming towards the front door. Oh, really? Yeah, I've done that twice. I've done it in my house, scared the crap out of my wife. First time I did it, I scared my poor dog so badly <laughs> that she would not sleep with me the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't have a night terror once, but I had kind of—I had a like uh, about a couple weeks ago. I had a really, really bad cramp in my leg, and when I—if you ever woken up with the cramps in your legs—they're awful. Oh, horrible! Uh, but I like woke up and I like jump out of bed and I like trying to walk it off, but like freaked my cat out and like he attacks oh, no. my leg. <laughs> I was like, "You're not helping." Oh no! Uh, but anyway, uh, I just want to apologize to my dog Bailey still for that. <laughs> yeah. Thank Sorry, Bailey. Yeah, our dog sleeps with our son, so he didn't. We didn't have to worry about that with uh, with our dog. But, uh, but yeah, these are just night terrors, what they are, and you look, know, they're they're hard to deal with. Don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I haven't yeah. lived with my brother. I know how difficult they can be, but you're not in full control. And I think it's a very interesting thing that they are that they are contrasting here with Taisa because Van, who she's with in 1996, is fully supportive of her. She's mm-hmm. like, I will be here for you. We will work through this. This isn't you. It's just it's just something that is happening to you. And his her ex-wife is like, you have to get help. If you don't get help, I don't support you. You have to get help or I'm going to ruin you. Right. So there is a huge difference in the way that they are treating it. And like I said, I'm, I'm wondering if they're reintroducing the, if they're introducing the adult Van as a potential love interest again for Thaisa that might help kind of calm this for her and kind of bring her character back right. on track. I don't know. I'm really interested to see how yeah. they do that. So it will be interesting to see what happened where they're no longer together and right. and then if, if they get brought back together. But again, I can't wait to see Lauren Ambrose. Been a big fan of hers for a long time. Yeah, it should be it should be fun to watch her play this. Uh, also, real quick before we leave Thaisa. Did you start laughing when Steve walked into the Biscuit Memorial? Yes. yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one. Because <laughs> Biscuit's like looking around. I mean, I'm sorry. Steve's looking around like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Is that a heart? <laughs> heart in the head. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I was like, oh, no, Steve, what are you doing here? Go. Leave, Steve. Leave. Cover his eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought that. I just thought it was funny when he walked in. So, all right. Uh, that takes us to Nat, who is our last of, like, the big characters. Uh, so, Nat, we don't see her till we don't see the adult version of Nat anyway till the very end. But the teen version of Nat, her and Steve, not Steve, um, uh, Travis. Is, Travis, thank you. Her and Travis are still out trying to go find food for the rest of the team. And, and find hobby. Yeah, and find hobby. And they're they're not having any success. They're bundling up. I think it was I thought this was an interesting thing that they show us that the different the ways they're trying to be, you know, creative with staying warm. They're stuffing mm-hmm. the magazines into their jackets. They use the the seat belts from the airplane to sh- kind of like bundle it all together. Yeah. I thought that was really smart cool. Smart kids, man. Yeah, smart kids. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure the coach has a little bit of something and, to do with that as well. And they're mapping out like where they've been. Yeah, and they're keep it's interesting that they're keeping that away from everybody else because that's a secret that they're Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I think it's just to keep the other rest of the team a little bit from 
freaking out because if you see that you've got all this mapped territory that you've mapped and you haven't run into any game and you've covered this much ground, that is a bit of an issue. Uh, that might make people worried. And I think that's what they're trying to yeah. protect them from. Yeah, we still, are we ever going to find out why there's no animals? I'm sure we will, but uh, we, we're not there yet. So, uh, because they don't have any. I mean, they just don't ever run no. into any. They run into the bear that's that, crazy. that sacrifices itself, yeah. but that's it. And they found, found a dead fox. Yeah, they found the dead fox. I, I will be interested to know what they are, because even they on the Prestige podcast, they talked about this. At the end of the, season, at the episode, they come across that tree where it looks like the snow has melted, and they're, and yeah. they're reacting to it like, Something is significant about that, but I had no idea what they were trying to. Use. I thought maybe it was like somebody had slept there. Maybe, yeah. Like I said, I couldn't figure out. I mean, I, I don't know if they were purposely trying to say this is important, but we're not going to give you enough information to tell you right. exactly why it's yeah. important. But it's important, so what we'll kind of keep trying? So where, where do you think Javi is? It makes me think. Here's the thing I'm wondering. This show is influenced heavily by Lost. I mean, there's no question about mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Are we going to have? The same, the the others version, uh, the lost at others. I'm wondering if we're going to have others here on the show as well. That's that's what make that's what I feel like. He's going to be with some kind of family. Yeah, that's kind of what I think as well. And, and let me make a guess. They're crazy. They probably are. So <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, uh, like I said, so that's where Nat is basically in the 1996 story. They're going back and forth. And I love so- Sophie Thatcher, man. She's, she's good. We pray. She's really, really good. If to me, she is the. I would say she and Ella Pernell are the standouts of the team group. I, I would say. I think Van too. Yeah, Van. Yeah, she. Uh, Van Liv Houston is the team version of Van. I think Van, she's, she's really good, yeah. good as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're both. They're, they're all really good. Uh, look, like I said, Stephanie Lee is good too. But I think the, I think she gets a little bit overshadowed well, by by Melanie Linsky. Yes, yeah. love the adult version. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say if you read or listen to anything, they were going to kill off Van, and Liv mm-hmm. Houston was so good. They were like, oh, we're going to keep well, this character around <laughs> yeah, for a long I, time. I heard that as well, and it makes sense. I mean, she was so good in that first oh, yeah. season. You you want to keep her around, so. And look, she. Should died like three times so i can see why yeah. they, they were going down that road but uh like i said so that's where the this is where the teen version of nat is the adult version of nat is trying to work her way out of this uh out of this compound she wakes up and obviously we know where she is but where she's first introduced to the compound by this character named lisa who's played by nicole mains who was 25 years old my first and Hello. initial thought was this is jackie's baby uh, not jackie's baby yeah. uh, shauna's baby i thought the same thing yeah she's brown headed uh-huh. Kind of, kind of looks like the daughter a little bit. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think it's there. Yeah, so like I said, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, we don't know who this character is, but I could easily see this being Shauna's baby. I, mm-hmm. I would not. I, I agree. The age is perfect. Uh, we still don't know what happens to Shauna's baby, so but I'm sure we'll have that answer. But my guess is, is Nicole Maines is playing is playing Shauna's baby. Uh, but she ends up getting fooled by Nat because Nat looked. There are two people that I would not want to be on the wrong side of in this from for two different reasons. I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of Misty because the next thing I know, yeah. I'm like smoking a fentanyl lace cigarette and I'm dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I wouldn't even know it. The other person is Nat because Nat would just straight up kick your butt. Yeah. I mean, there's no Absolutely. question about it. Absolutely. Uh, Stunning and looks like she'd stab you. Yeah, and she believes how what, Misty talked about her. And which is what she does to this character that yeah. we first meet. Uh but we also this allows us to get a little bit more context into what the 
the cult that Lottie is running because when she makes her escape, she's walking through and she comes across this ceremony that is very eerie to a person, this old man who's probably in his like fifties or sixties. And of course we got to get a naked old a man. Naked. Of course. <laughs> uh, so he takes his clothes off and he gets into it. Felt a- like I was back at the YMCA. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, he gets geez. in this hole, and they start burying him. And it, it, I don't think they're trying to kill him. I think this is something that he's obviously paid yeah, to do. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, they've got all this animal headdress stuff on. So uh, there's a lot going on in this scene. And that's when Lottie comes out. And that's when Nat just starts fuming because she comes out to, to approach her. And like I said, this is one where it would make it obvious. If, if Lottie was going to be a real villain, I think... We would have seen that here. Yeah, uh, she yeah. would have told her followers to get her or something like that, but she doesn't mm-hmm. do that. She says, I have a message, and it's from Travis. Is Travis alive? What do you think? Was that a fake well, death? Well, we saw... We saw Bobby. Man, there's, no, uh, yeah. there's no telling on this show. Yeah, no, no, no telling. telling. Uh, like I said, I'll be interested in what they do, what this message from Travis actually ends up being, if it's uh, something that he left for her after she died or after he died or, yeah. or whatever it is. But I'll be interested to see how they do that. Uh, but like I said, Nat is, she's just a great character. I mean, uh, Julia Lewis, I mean, she plays this unhinged character just so incredibly well. Oh, and, perfectly. And Sophie Thatcher is just a perfect match for her as the teen version. Yeah. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of, of, of Sophie, of, uh, Juliet Lewis this episode. I feel like we'll get some more of her later on, but we do because she's basically locked up the entire time for the, the, right, the right. this episode. So. Uh, but I guess that kind of takes us through everything. Is that everything that you can think of? Uh, yeah, uh, another good use of music in this. Oh, uh, we had uh, yes. uh, the, the Seventeen by Sharon Von Etten. That's a like a newer artist. But we got Cornflake Girl at Cornflake the end Girl. by Tori Amos. Uh, we got Smashing Pumpkins. What song was it? Drown by Smashing Pumpkins. There was a garbage song. So oh, I love again, the garbage. The, Steve, what yeah. calls rocking up to to the well, garbage? That's Papa Roach. Oh, was that no, that was okay. Papa Roach. Uh, Papa Roach garbage Roach. was playing uh, in the uh, art studio, like uh, yeah, a yeah, neighbor yeah, or something. Okay. I got confused. You're right, but uh, yeah, he was rocking out to Papa Roach. Okay, last resort. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, getting that getting the demons out, Steve. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Jeff. Yes, he was. He was definitely getting the demons out. So, all right. Uh, I guess that takes us to. Oh, uh, uh, you know, speaking of Travis, I'm glad. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm looking at the IMDb of of this show, and Kelvin Alvis plays is, is listed as Teen Travis. And like I said, they yeah, like they don't say that for Jackie. They just say Jackie. They don't say Teen Jackie. Mm-hmm. They just say Jackie. So no, it like, says Teen Jackie oh, on oh, here. Oh, okay, I missed that. Okay, well, I thought I was onto something. Maybe I am still. Who knows? But we'll see. I might be. All right, uh, I guess that kind of wraps up this. Shall we do awards? Let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, when we are covering a season of television show, we always do uh, weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. And look, there's going to be a lot to choose from on every episode of this show. There really is. So who are you going mean, with? We, we, well, we've talked about it's hard not to pick Nolly Alinsky every time. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah. I'm going with the Lotties, both of them. Courtney Eaton. As the young Lottie and Simone Kessler in her, uh, you know, debut, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know, they they brought a lot to the table, and 
you know, I'm really excited to see what Simone Kessel is. She has a, like a cool vibe about yes, her man. in this role. And I, I, I just love what Cordy Eden does with the character. So I'm picking the Lotties. Okay. I'm going to go with Christina Ricci as Misty just because she is well, that's the other so way, yeah. good in this. She is so good. Uh, so that was my pick. Um, she was just, she's just so like perky and creepy all at the same time, which is just like, I know, oh, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, next is the act all along the best scene of the week. What are you going with? I'm going at the end, the last like six minutes where you get the, you find out about Van and, right. uh, and Taisa, and then you get the, I love you. We find out that the night terrors are going on. Right. Uh, we get, uh, Lottie and Natalie, and then you get to see Shauna eat the yeah. ear. Yeah. And that was in six minutes, something yeah. like, cause I watched it again. And that six minutes, I felt like was like, okay, this is where this story is pushing because right. we know Van and Taisa are going to adult version are going to come in, and I think this that scene that we saw of them as teens is going to lead to we're going to see that later yeah. on a, a newer version. Again, we get to see uh, Natalie and Lottie. We know that's going to be a big part, and then cannibalism is yes. here yeah i think so too uh I, I thought about going with that but i thought you might as well so i'm gonna go with the just nat's attempted escape from the cult i thought that was a really good scene yeah uh, so, so i went with that one uh the if you come with the king you best not miss your best line of the week what'd you go with i think there were two that really stood out to me i, I mentioned one uh brunette stunning and look like she'd stab you Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with that. But I have another one uh, if if you have something else. Okay. The one I went with is very at the very beginning. It's from Misty uh, when she's doing the fake interrogation. The only thing you should ever say to the police is, I want my lawyer. That's why I put it on the cookie. That was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Natalie, Teen Natalie and uh, Teen Lottie have a good one. It's like uh, when, when Lottie is doing the ritual before they go out to look for uh, Javi, she, uh, Natalie says, it's not like this BS is doing us any good. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And Lottie says, you keep coming back alive, don't you? Yeah, and one of the things I thought that was also interesting about this, because if you remember back to if you remember back to when they first found Travis uh, had hung himself or whatever, when they first find him and they talk, they're, they're talking about Travis, Nat says, uh, Dalton Nat says, he was never into all that stuff, talking about the Lottie yes, stuff. Yes, And he appears to be pretty into it in this episode. He's very into it. I think that's her just telling herself, because she's not into it. She wasn't into it as a young person, but she's, she's not sure not into it now. Yeah. I think you may be right about that. So, I'll, like I said, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. All right. So, rating system. Uh, at the top of our list is the Game of Thrones. Uh, beneath Game of Thrones is the Lost. Middle of the Road Force is Friends. Beneath Friends is a uh, Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. Where are you going after? We, we were both at Game of Thrones for the first season. Uh, what are you doing so far after the first episode of the second season? Man, this episode was the Game of Thrones of the of the first episodes of the shows we've watched recently this was the best one yeah hands down compared to the first episode of the mandalorian and ted lasso yeah well but I, you know i'll put it right there with last of us it, it was just yeah. as good as last of us its first episode was fantastic as well oh yeah yeah yeah. no i meant like the oh, returning yeah, yeah. shows oh, yeah, last of shows. us yeah was uh last of us was, i don't know Kate was incredible, <laughs> but I thought I thought Mandalorian Ted Lasso oh, yeah, yeah. were a little slow uh, starting. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna be cautious, man. This is my new thing. I'm cautious. Let's do a loss. 
I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna stick with it. Look, this episode, the first season of the Game of Thrones. This one didn't make me do anything yeah. to make me think it was gonna be anything less than the first season. And all the reviews I've read have said that this season is better than the first. So uh, that yeah, makes, it sounds like the critics pretty much got the whole season. I think they did. I really do. So uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm really excited about this. I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah. And I think yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go straight to Game of Thrones. So I'm doing my cautious bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I throw caution to the wind, man. Let's just throw it to the wind. That's right, man. All right, so here on the main, uh, main Traction Podcast, we do like to do some things that we're looking forward to. Uh, what do you got this week that we're looking forward to? So I got two. I didn't get to go to the theater this week, but John Wick 4 killed at the box yeah, office. Yeah, it really well. Big, biggest opening in, in like, $75 million. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope to go see it uh, this coming up weekend. And, uh, man... It looks great, and all the reviews are killer for that. And then also the new movie with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Viola Davis about Michael Jordan and Nike Air is coming out this weekend. Oh, this weekend? So, I'm, so I may try to see both of those. We'll see. All right, I've got a few as well. Uh, I'm uh, doing something I haven't really done on the hill in this podcast that very much. Now that I have a Steam Deck, I'm trying to play some games. So I've got two games I'm looking forward to. Uh the Last of Us is now finally going to make its way to uh, yeah. to computers, and so that means I can play it on my Steam Deck. So I'm looking forward to that. I may not get it this week because I've just saw the show, so I kind of know how it goes. But if I want to get it at some point. Uh, but they released uh, the uh, release date for the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I bought Jedi Fallen Order this past week because it was like on sale for like five bucks. It's like a twenty. It's like an eighty dollar game, and I bought it for like five bucks. And so I went ahead and played it. It was fantastic. It's got a great story if you like. It, it's got a great Star Wars story. I think it's even canon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, uh, the sequel to it is coming out uh, on April 28th. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Movie-wise, uh, I'm looking forward to Dungeons and Dragons. It comes out this coming Friday. Oh yeah. So I was it really? It comes out too. Yeah, it comes out this Friday. So I'm. I'm oh will, man. I will be in attendance to watch it on Friday night. And the last thing I'm looking forward to, uh, my son, if as if you've listened to this podcast, Ryan and I have on occasion have mentioned that we're Mississippi State fans. Uh, back in 2016, 2017, my son and I, we probably went and saw like seven or eight Mississippi State football games. That was when Dan Volan was there. And at the end of the third quarter on every home game, they always played Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Well, my son ended up becoming a Journey fan as a result. He is a huge Journey fan. Awesome. Uh, uh, so he he loves Journey, uh, and for Christmas we bought him tickets to a, to the Journey concert that is coming to town. And it's coming to Memphis on April first, so we are going to go watch. Oh man! Uh, Heck yeah, dude! That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go watch it. Uh, we bought him a third ticket to take one of his friends, but he can't find a friend that likes Journey. Because, what? Because teenagers don't listen to Journey except for him. Uh, D- didn't they watch Stranger Things? Journey has played a big part. Um, yeah, but they haven't paid that much attention to it. So. Uh, like I said, he's, he kids, hasn't found anybody. Yeah, I know that's what kids are. Uh, like I said, they were like, he's like, he'll ask him, like, you want to go to country? I'm like, yeah, what's it going to be? And he's like, journey. Like, yeah, no, I'm fine fast. So, uh, but it is like, because it made me think of the, I saw this tweet the other day where there was this cartoon of, uh, no, it was a, it was an onion article, like, uh, cool dad, uh, yeah. makes his children love music that his, uh, that his friends hate. I was like, Dan Mullen did that to my son. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll be going to see journey on, on uh, Saturday night, and they got Toto, awesome. got Toto opening in front of them, so we'll we'll go to Africa. Oh, as well. really? Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome, and that's gonna be a great show. I wish I lived closer. I'd take that ticket. <laughs> hey, come on up, you can get that ticket, man. Yeah. All right, uh, I guess that wraps us up for this week. Anything else you want to add? 
appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.